Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. Your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's mini episode, we are tackling the topic of content fatigue, specifically because as Instagram has launched or as Meta has launched threads, we're getting a lot of questions about how many platforms am I even supposed to be on? Do I have to be on all of the platforms? Like I'm getting tired and I don't know what to do where, what am I supposed to do? Do I have to do it all? So that is the inspiration for today's topic of content fatigue, kind of how to avoid it, some best practices, and just our general thoughts on creating content. So I think it's so funny that we keep seeing this come up because I remember I was on a podcast last October and this question came up of Gary Vee saying that you need to be on all the platforms producing 15 to 20 pieces of content per day to even make a dent in building your audience and building a business. Candice, we've made multiple six figures. Have we ever posted 15 to 20 pieces of content per day every day for a year? Uh, Not every day for a year, but I think that... Yeah, I think if you're a new content creator and you hear that, that sounds extremely daunting Mm -hmm. and maybe even makes you want to right now just decide F it, content isn't for me. If that's what it has to look like or that's what it has to be like, then no thank you, I'm already checking out. Yeah, I think that content fatigue is just a sign that you are trying to do too much and maybe you're comparing yourself to somebody else and trying to like match them and level up and do all these things and we get it we love that you want to put yourself out there but you're the engine that powers your business and if you're not in flow and energized and excited about capturing your content and capturing your daily life and sharing it with your audience you're not going to feel good you're not going to have the energy to show up and nobody's going to want to work with you in that headspace anyway So I don't know, my first thought when we were coming up with this episode was, if you're feeling content fatigue, stop trying to make content right now. And maybe take a page out of Candace's playbook and just go outside and get some sunshine and move your body and take some space from it. And don't get stuck in this idea that because you're petering out or you're feeling fatigued that you need to keep on like muscling through it and you just need to like work through it. Like I don't prescribe to that method. And that doesn't serve me when I'm trying to get my energy back or get it back up. You know, for me, it makes me think about the idea of like you comparing your day one to someone else's day, you know, whatever, 10,000. Yeah, right. Because I imagine that and I could be wrong, but I imagine that when Gary Vee first started creating content, he wasn't putting out hundreds of pieces of content per day. Mm -hmm. And What I've realized even over this last year as I've scaled, I am putting out content without me having to put out content because I have a team now, right? Mm -hmm. And so my team can take my blog post and make seven pins out of it and a carousel post and put it inside my newsletter and things like that. So yes, my content is becoming multiple pieces of content per day on different platforms, but not because Candace is sitting behind her laptop and designing and copying and pasting and adding to LinkedIn and Pinterest and Instagram and 
I'm not doing all of that anymore, but the content that I have created in the past is doing double and triple duty and multiply that by, I don't even know what the words are, but you know, <laughs> 10 times over, I am getting content from it. Mm-hmm. Or people are looking back at my team is like looking back at pieces of the podcast and being like, we could talk about this more, take this concept and run with it. But when you are a solopreneur and you are doing it on your own and you're listening to someone who's telling you all these different things, they're not doing it by themselves. And so you have to allow yourself to grow and baby step your way to that point where that is possible. Mm-hmm. But if you are not starting to create content now and putting it out there as a solopreneur and developing your voice and deciding who your audience is and getting over your fear of being on camera and all the little things that come with becoming a content creator, because you think you have to go from zero to 100 overnight, that's not realistic. That's not what, I don't think anyone's really asking you to do that. No. And the real thing is just deciding that you're going to create content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you mentioned because I think it's something that, is brought up sometimes, but may not be brought up enough for it to stick in people's minds is that everything that we are doing and we are putting out there that Gary Vee is putting out there that Ed Milet is putting out there that like every like major creator that we have gone to at events and like seen them and spoke with them. They have an army like behind the scenes, like those are the true unsung heroes. And those are the ones that are amplifying and good for them. And great. I love that they have worked so hard that they can create a team of people who want to and are excited to be part of that team to continue to grow it, right? Because nothing is done by yourself. You're always better together. You'll always be amplified with the team. Like even putting out this podcast, if it weren't for Lily, like we would not be able to put this podcast out or make the videos that go along with it. Or now we're starting to do reels. Mm -hmm. Not because you and I are sitting behind a computer editing and pulling out the best pieces, but because we surround ourselves with people who are smarter than us (laughs) in certain areas. And that is part of Being a leader is allowing yourself to grow to those levels, but still doing as much as you can on your own. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that you don't have to get there tomorrow. No, not at all. I'm like six years in. Please, years later, I know. Exactly. (laughs) Scratching the surface, which if somebody is like listening to this or watching us and thinking, oh my gosh, like I see them everywhere. They're doing so much of this and that. But then they're also in Italy for a while. And then they're in Japan for a while. And I don't understand. It's a process. It's a journey. But The point, like you said, is that we started. We didn't just keep watching it all go by. We started and we chipped away and we stayed consistent. I know people love how sexy of a word that is, but it's true. You know, it's everything. I was just looking at my taxes last night. I was looking at my taxes from like the past few years and I was like, wow, my, how that line item of contract labor has grown tremendously in the last three years. But it is correlated to your income growth, right? A hundred percent correlated. And if I would have known that before, I would have started sooner. Mm -hmm. Like that's like maybe one regret that I have is like outsource things sooner. And one of my favorite stories about this is Ryan's story about how he hired a driver before he could like actually in air quotes afford a driver. Because he knew he was essentially buying back his time. Mm -hmm. And if he bought back his time, he believed in his sales skills enough that he would be able to to make up for that investment, not only make up for that investment, but increase his Mm -hmm. income. And I think that, that it's such a great example of 
believing in yourself and in the skills that you do Mm -hmm. have and then hiring the people who can support you in other ways. Anyhow, yes, that contract labor has skyrocketed, but so has my income and it is absolutely worth it. I haven't looked at my my taxes in, in aggregate that way, but I think I'm going to now after listening to you talk about that. Well, I didn't do it on purpose. I was, I was doing something else and I was like, oh, let me let me take a look. You got distracted. Yeah. yeah. I think it's funny because I think like looking at my monthly expenses, I review it like probably every quarter. The software that I use in my business and like the tech and everything, that's at like X amount. And then the contract labor is 10 times that. But then my income is five times mm. that. So it's just like you, right. the most important element in any business is always going to be the humans, like the humans that support you, the human as the face of the brand. So if you're feeling fatigue leverage is likely your yeah. answer, which we love leverage right. so much. Leverage is it sexy. Is sexy. <laughs> we love it. And if you're at a place where you can't invest money, then you should invest time. Mm. And so time to create whatever you need to create in Canva, time to push record, time to make that Instagram story like you said mm-hmm. you would. But going back to the idea of content fatigue, it's about doing it smarter. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. And it's about making good decisions for you, your business, and the life that you want to live. Because if the life that you want to live is not personally putting out 100 pieces of content a day, then you have to decide what those next steps are to help you get closer to the life that you want to live. Absolutely. If you enjoyed this episode of Not Nice Clever, feel free to leave us a five-star review. And if you've got a question, shoot us a DM on Instagram at Not Nice Clever, and we might answer it on an episode. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question, we'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off, you're not so nice, but also clever besties that mean business. See you next week.